I saw this video on YouTube where this dude runs up on a guy that owes him money and he catches this guy walking out of Foot Locker with a brand new bag of shoes Ooh. and his girl. And this dude runs up on him and makes him return the shoes and give him his money on the spot. Have you seen this video? No, I haven't, but I love oh, that. Oh, shit. You got to see this. I, I love the fact that that happened. Look at this. Why would you owe people money and then you don't pay them back? Pay the man his money. Wait, he, I, I know him. Yo, I know this. This is San Diego. Yeah, he made him take that. He made him take it back. Yeah. <laughs> First off, you can't owe somebody money and then go shopping, man. That's, that's what kind of integrity is that? Yeah. You, th that's karma. That's exactly what you get. Yeah. Buying Jays for his girl, though. Did you heard the girl go? So you just gonna take my shoes back? Yeah, she's like, fuck this. <laughs> and I like how he's sort of be disrespectful to everybody in here. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all feel me? <laughs> working if y'all hear you. This is crazy. A karma, man. Yep. Yo, it's Cali KO brought to you by uh, Anchor, of course. This is the perfect time to start the show with the stay in your lane segment. Man, if you are owing somebody money, please, please pay that person back before you go out buying your girl fresh J's in the mall. Yeah, and then, you know, the second thing is if you owe somebody money and you can't beat them up, why would you be going on shopping sprees knowing what the hell you owe somebody money? You might have to make a quick return. And what's they have a no, no refund policy? Now you double assed out because you can't return the shoes and you get your ass beat. And you still got to owe the money. He didn't even walk out the store, though. So yeah, they knew that he, so he was going to take the shoes back. And then poor girl, girlfriend just thought her man loved her and was going to get her some kicks. Yeah. Wrong. Man, this is just this is karma because pay your debts. If you if you borrow money from somebody, be a man enough to pay it back because karma's gonna come back and one you're gonna return your shoes. Two, you have to pay money. Three, your girl gonna leave you because you didn't stick up for her because you made her return her shoes to pay your debt. Man, your life is ruined. <laughs> Over his debt. girl straight in the face and said, "Fuck your shoes." <laughs> You know what I mean? You, you go into some people's houses and you find chip bags in between the couch cushions and stuff under the, the macaroni up under the, the... How you get macaroni up under the rug like that? Man, it's just crazy. People don't have any kind of training for their kids. And then, I remember when I was a kid, yeah, I want to watch TV in my room and eat a bowl of ramen. I'm not going to spill it. But if you did spill it, then you got ants to deal with and clean up and all that. So as a kid, you don't think about all the other stuff. You just, I want to have dissatisfaction. But I mean, I'm glad I got that structure though. Yeah, me too. And then I realized for me, my room, once I got my own room, it was like my sanctuary, man. Like I made, I kept my room cleaner than my mom kept her room. My mom didn't have to tell me to make my bed in the morning because I was already going to make it. I wanted my bed to look fresh when I came home and my toys to be spot, be in a spot. Everything needed a home. We just got me. threatened with violence. So it was either comply or die. So we had to clean based off of the, the fear of being uh, insanely whooped. For cleaning, I'm like, damn, this is why I'm OCD now. 
just everything's I'm just always cataloging where everything is and it has to be in a certain order and some out of place I get mad yeah I was only that way with my room but the rest of the house was I, my, I had to be whooped into shape like cleaning the bathrooms on the, uh, the weekly chores oh, yeah. my ba- the bathrooms and the dishes on a nightly rotating with my sister you know how that goes but my room they didn't have to tell me about my room because yeah. my I, I didn't get much stuff, so I wanted to take care of all of the stuff yeah. I had. Yeah. But in, in all the other, anything else is fair game. Why is your bowl? Why? How did your bowl get in the dryer? <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm, 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 I don't know on your ass. <laughs> That's a favorite mom liner. Oh, yeah, you don't know. I'm, I don't know on your ass. Everything's on your ass. Mm-hmm. Straight up, man. Y'all I eat on damn crackers. Oh, because we was hungry? I'm a hungry on your ass. What does that even mean? Hungry on my ass. That, that don't sound we right. We couldn't repeat it. We couldn't yeah. go, Mom, what does that mean? What does what mean? I'm a hungry on your boy. I bet you would. <laughs> you, better oh, you better not say that shit right there. I will fuck your kid up. Yo, I got a question. Speaking go. of houses, B- Big Brother or Celebrity Big Brother. Chuck Liddell was just on there. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth on there. Keisha and I Pollyum. Um, some other people. Uh, Mark McGrath. Omarosa. Uh, Amarosa, I, I never knew who she was or why she's important. She's just some extremely black lady that I don't know what she's about. Um, you don't know who Amarosa is at all? That wasn't your first thing. Uh, Kate, like running. I've heard Omarosa. the name, but I just don't know what she's done that's relevant. And I know something about Lil Wayne saying something about her in the song. She's she's uh, she's Donald Trump's token black black friend. Oh, okay. She was on one of the original Apprentice series. Yeah. Before they were Celebrity Apprentice, she was just a normal ass chick on Apprentice. Okay. And she got famous for being the dramatic black girl on The Apprentice, and okay. then has just made her realms, yeah. made her way through the reality world, and then uh, Donald hired her to be part of his cabinet, and then just let her go a month or so ago. Okay. So now that's why she's back doing reality TV. You okay. really never. I mean, you've heard the name, but you didn't really know what she was about, though. Nah. Okay. Unless you're a credited actor, I don't really care about you if you're on TV. I dig it. Okay, so you, I didn't mean your question about Big Brother. Yeah. And- um, what is it about that show? Like, what is the point of that show? Because I, I, I've never been able to stomach watching a whole episode, and I tried to because Chuck was on there, and I saw Amarosa talking to Shannon Elizabeth about something that didn't make any sense at all. I'm like, this is stupid. This is worse than watching that movie, that TV show, Lost. I, I don't know the purpose. Do you know, know about Big Brother? I, I mean, I've, I've seen parts of episodes throughout the years, but it's really a bunch of... It's the real world with, cele- with celebrities. So they... And, but and, and, but and the real world, they're, they're nobodies coming together to live in a house for what, though? That's, that was no point of that either. I don't understand how Big Brother rolls because I do know that there's some type of elimination process to yeah, it. Yeah, that's... Our, but all I do is see them living in the house talking to the roommates yeah i don't i don't get how you get voted off I don't, I don't understand that part of it i think it's weird when you got all like the gopro cameras kind of in the rooms watching these people talk because most of the time that's what it seems like because then it just feels weird like i'm like spying on somebody like i'm yeah, literally the fly in the room and avoid <laughs> yeah. and i don't i just don't get down with it versus you know real world they send them out and they do things it's kind of like a mix of real world and survivor like they're they're voting each other off like Survivor, but they're living in a house doing absolutely nothing like real world. I don't get the concept, but it's been going on for they've got is like this, twenty. Is this weird that I did? Oh, is that weird that I did that? Keep no, 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 you're fine. Um, I was gonna so, ask something. So to Chuck's it. on. Chuck is on Big Brother. Yeah. Which Chuck Liddell is one of the baddest dudes to ever throw hands ever. 
and now he's on Big Brother. And that's your boy. And we've already got this kind of stigma about how we feel about guys that just people that just go on reality shows for the sake of reality shows. Is this something that you dare bring up to your homie, the Iceman? Or do you just go, yes, bro, I'm going to support you? No, you ask him. Why would you go on the show? The show's dumb. You've stupid. asked him that? No, I haven't asked him yet, but I would tell him that. Joe, Chuck, this show's stupid, bro. I'll try to watch and support you, but I love you doing other things. Yeah, seriously. All the time. Tease people. Uh, Jay Glazer, I would tease him, too, all the time. I was like, Jay, you're going to be on Ballers. You should be a different character than you in person. Because you in person is... It's one thing, and then everybody knows you, so everybody's gonna watch the show because they know you. Then they see you in the show, you, or you're being you in the show. Like you have opportunity to be something different. That's what acting is all about. You have a chance to convince the audience that you are a different character. That's why I never like reality TV shows because these are nobodies. Not nobody in the sense of no value. Like they're valued as humans, they're valued. But I'm talking about nobody is in the sense of you're not an established actor with a character that we can relate to because we've known you from past or previous episodes of something. You're just a reality TV show uh, personality on there trying to be a personality that's not real. So why would you call it reality if you're not real? You're acting, but you're not an actor. You know no, what I mean? No, I, I should I get call it, it fronting because you're putting on a persona that's not even the real you. It's called fronting. Yeah, you're not even putting on a persona that's the real you, but it's not a. You're calling it reality, but it's it's scripted. It's weird to me. You're playing a role, for sure. Yeah, and like. On on wags, you're the the you're the the bitch you girl, you're the sensitive girl. Um, I was watching this. Claudine had me watching a show called Married Married to Medicine, where these black I've doctors. I've seen are, it. I told her. I said, I've seen it. You, the quickest way to get me angry is to put me around a bunch of black people that remind me of people that I grew up with. The drama I had to do with my family growing up with all that. I said, you had me watching Wag. You had me watching um, Married to Medicine or. Uh, growing up hip hop and all that. I said, all that shit irritates me because it's triggers. PTSD. Like, I grew up in that. I'm not going to sit here and watch uh, Gangland all day, every day because it reminds me of, of growing up in my hometown. And it's annoying. That. You know what I mean? So, having to watch that, she's getting mad at me for making comments. I'm like, then don't watch it around me. If I have a show like Vikings that you don't obviously like at all, I'll watch it when you're in the, in the room or sleep or showering. I'll watch it then on my own time. But you keep making me want to watch all these shows. I'd rather watch HGTV, Fixer Upper. I'd rather watch that than watch loud mouth black women. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like all my mom's friends growing up. Yeah, uh, just loud drama. Because General watch General. She used to watch the Kardashians until she realized she couldn't watch it around me because I was going to have jokes. And I'm yeah. going to get upset. I can watch about if it's our show. I get about halfway through it and I'm annoyed and then I'm going to make her annoyed watching it because I'm sitting there ranting about the dumbness that she's watching Yeah, it's, you know, it's just it's just mindless TV or this that whatever I was like well why does why why does mindless TV for women have to be drama yeah I don't like but I, I'd, I'd rather watch scripted drama a, a, a scripted drama show than I would People creating drama for the sake of creating drama on a reality TV show. There's no cohesion of the drama. So, like in a, in a scripted drama, like on TNT or, or, or NBC, you're watching a scripted drama. These characters have character development, meaning there's a linear equation for the character to become this, to experience this, deal with this experience, and then finish off a different person. Like if you watch This Is Us, that's a lot of drama in that show, but it's scripted to a point where you invokes emotion that you can relate to and say, you know what, damn, 
That's crazy. That's intense. And then you go with them through that journey. That's what TV's about. Yeah. Letting loose from your own personnel life to dive into their reality and be with that character through the show. It may be learn something. You, yeah. It may be learn something along the process about yourself while watching it yeah. go through someone else. Exactly. I, is it? Yeah. I it's mean, very, I agree with exactly that. What it is. It's funny. If General watches This Is Us, I don't watch it because every time I walk in there and I see her crying, I'm like, I'm out. Dude, uh, you know what I mean? That like, makes you cry. Like, hey, it's weird. I can't do it. It I'm really, good. it tugs at the heart. It's, it's a beautifully written show. I'm not mushy, mushy at all myself, but you can watch that show and appreciate like the human condition, like different walks of life. It's stuff that's so crazy real that you know somebody's been through that. Like whoever wrote this segment of this show, mm-hmm. somebody went through that, and that's crazy. And see that emotion, the characters they have, the cast, they're, they're great actors too. I mean, it's not like you're watching um, Pretty Little Liars or something where it's like that cheesy acting, but drama, or not watching 90210 or Melrose Place. Mm-hmm. This is like real world situations and people are giving you real emotion. It's crazy to sit there and watch people get conflicted issues about their dad issues or losing their dad or, you know, mom remarried uh, dad's friend or, you know, um, stepbrothers uh, adopted. And he's black, you're white, having to deal with his racial uh, inequalities and stuff growing up. It's crazy like that. Real shit, though. Yeah. It's real stuff. It's not bogus jargon, Beverly Hills housewives that aren't really housewives. They're not I doing think, anything. I think that's cool, then. I think that's a great show for, for to be out there. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to watch it. I feel like I do enough of that for people in the real world. <laughs> wow, that's humble. Now, see that? That's the kind of winning attitude that's going to take this enterprise straight to the top. Yo, what's up, dudes? Would love to to do a collab with you guys if you're open to it. Um, love your show. I think it's I think it's great. I think we would have some shit to talk about. So um, let me know if it's something that you guys want to do. Hit me up. Um, we'll get it going. Shout out to the Hook Boston for the call in and checking us out. We appreciate you for rocking with us, man. We really do. And uh, of course, we'd like to get down with the collab. Uh, I'll hit you up. We'll touch base and we'll see what type of shit we can talk in the near future. I know you in Boston. I know you a Patriots fan. I was waiting to I was waiting to hit you up. You know, it's been a couple weeks. I mean, how you feeling after the loss? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the game. You know, how you feel, man? I'm reaching out to you. Kinda laughing. Kinda laughing. Just a little bit. Anyways, it's Calvin KO brought to you by Anchor. Shout out to the Hook Boston. Go check them out. Even though he's a Patriots fan, um, yo man, I forgot what we were gonna talk about. The Hall of Fame. Oh, that's right. Let's talk about these guys just because I know that this is these are your peers, right? Yeah. I mean, like 2018 Hall of Fame Gold Jackets. I think it took too long for Terrell Owens to get in, but we talked earlier about Randy Moss and Terrell Owens being the same type of dude personality-wise that kind of just rubbed people the wrong way. But yet, Randy Moss is the first uh, first ballot uh, shoe in. And Terrell Owens struggled to get in. But you're telling, you had a good point about uh, Terrell Owens not taking as many years off as Randy Moss did, their stats being similar. But I had this theory that because Randy Moss was associated with doing the Patriots and, and Tom Brady finishing off his career, that, that kind of helped get him in. I think that pushed the, they kind of washed away all his bad stuff and they remembered him as a Patriot doing well in uh, Belichick's system. I think it plays into it. I think it plays into it. Yeah. And T.O. never got a ring. Wait, Randy? Randy, Randy, oh, never, Randy never got a, never got a he, ring. They lost with New England. That's yep. right. The 18-1 the and one season. Oh, yeah. Um, Some of the best but, players never get rings, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Because you're, 
the stats, if you really look at it, the New England Patriots won a lot of Super Bowls and a lot of their players are not stat-driven players other than Tom Brady. So the numbers are not going to be there, but you're going to get rings. Whereas you go to uh, other teams like Barry Sanders, um, Bo Jackson, um, guys like um, Dan Marino. Yes. The stats are crazy. They've never won Super Bowls. Warren Moon. I was excited to see Peyton Manning get his because I thought he deserved it. You know, he worked too hard. He was too good to not get some Super Bowls. But there's a lot of people outside of the quarterback position that have stats like a mother. Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Daniel Thomason. Dudes that are just impactful that have never gotten rings. Junior Seau, never got a ring. It's the, the, the ultimate team sport, right? I mean... It's a team sport, like you're saying, whereas when you everybody's playing at their, their level of best... If I'm a damn good linebacker, I'm not going to get that many plays because our offense is so good that they don't come off the field. So it cuts down on my plays' ability to make all those stats. For special teams, we would get on the field so much because we were scoring touchdowns and we're getting three and outs. So I was able to flourish on the Chargers and get to the Pro Bowl because there was so many punts and kickoffs that I had a chance to make a lot more tackles. Now, some people get in there and make a lot of tackles because they're always punting. <laughs> Bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just funny how like the stats can tell you one thing, but they don't tell you the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And then that's what's crazy with all of the stats. You can make an argument. It's not even about right or wrong. It's about right and less right yeah. or more right because there's some number to support it because all of the numbers, but it doesn't tell the full story. Yeah. Like you can see when I see a safety that has over 100 tackles, I'm going, what's going on in the front seven? Yeah, somebody's going to get cut. <laughs> Somebody on front getting cut. <laughs> But you never know. He could yeah. be the guy that goes and does eight man in the box. He could be he, Troy Palomalu. He could be Troy Palomalu, where he's just absolutely everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So you never Still know. Still people's tackles. Yeah. And now I'm not tackle, man. <laughs> he jumped here. over the center before at the snap and tackled the guy. I mean, yeah. I've never seen that before. Come on, man. You're just getting over. You're just getting overzealous, man. He's doing too much, man. Come on. Chill out with all that. <laughs> so these guys that you played with, man, I agree. Randy Moss was a first ballot Hall of Famer. He deserved to get in, but so was Terrell. So was Terrell Owens. I don't think Brian Urlacher was so stellar that he was more awesome than Terrell Owens, star power wise. If you think about Hall of Famers, you have great stats and you know the ability to be in there off your stats, but you weren't stellar to the point where oh my god, all the time Brian Urlacher, da da da, more than Terrell Owens. Now I'm not diminishing Brian Urlacher's okay. presence on the field. I hear you. Dude's a stud and a, a game tilter. You have to game plan around him. But so did Terrell Owens. You got to develop all, develop all these crazy ass coverages to stop him. Yes. And he still beat people. You know what it, I'm saying? Broken ankle comeback, playing in, in the championship game. Like, come on. Yeah. It's unreal. I think for me, it, let me know what you think as as a former player. Jesus. When I watch what I think is a Hall of Famer, at some point in time, using the eye test, I have to look at you and go, "You are." the baddest guy at your position if not one of the top players at your position yeah and then the stats are just like your resume fillers to like back that up so brian Erlacher was one of the baddest middle linebackers at his position when he yeah. played him and ray lewis who's also in right mm -hmm. now first ballot hall of famer they deserve to get in but terrell owens randy moss the same way uh, and then um brian dawkins one of your big one of your yeah. homies yeah he shouldn't have waited this long to get in as well because you had the game plan for him and what he was doing back there. Even late in his career, that dude was hitting like he was a rookie, bro. He was smashing people. Man, I got that, that touchdown in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. I held on to the ball, but he hit me a good one. You know what I mean? That, that dude was everywhere all the time. Brian Dawkins was 
Ray Lewis, but at the safety position. Yes. You know what I mean? He was just that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And then it just took so long for him to get in because they don't see the importance of that position the same way they do other places like quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Those are people that are getting in uh, to the Hall of Fame that you pay more attention to. But it doesn't make like Bo Jackson still is not in. That makes no sense whatsoever. Especially because Terrell Davis got in. Yes, exactly. And once you, if you're going to start letting people with short careers get in based off of what they could have done if they played a full career, Bo Jackson's the first person that comes to mind with that. But Terrell Davis is on the NFL Network, and he's you know he's now working with the league, and he's 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 always been such a good guy that everybody liked. Yeah. So they're they're moving it towards that, which this is the main topic of the Hall of Fame 2018 class, which is what I want to get to. We already went through the list, but we forgot Bobby Beathard, who's a San Diego Charger favorite. He was the Bobby G. B. He was the GM that brought a lot of these great guys Jun-Jun. here. Yep. So Beathard. Brian Dawkins, Ray Lewis, Ryan Moss, R- Randy Moss, uh, t- uh, Terrell Owens, Brian Erlacher, and then the veterans named uh, Jerry Kramer from the old Packers Lombardi run. But since we're talking about the voting and who's getting in and how Terrell Davis got in last year and it was really a popularity contest, do they need to change the voting for the NFL Hall of Fame? Definitely. I think it should be voted on by the people that are in it. Well, you said, you had mentioned before, the NCAA is the only system that has it right where they vote for the Heisman by people who are former Heisman winners which if you're going to be into the club should be the people that vote you in should be the people that have done it that have that same invested uh, skin skin in the game I don't think somebody that's never played football should ever judge somebody based off what they see on TV you're judging from a fan point of view so this should be a fan hall of fame this should be a players hall of fame I mean it's simple right I think People, people choice awards and they have the Oscars. The Oscars are voted on by Academy uh, accredited people. The People's Choice is something like MTV Movie Awards, something like that. You know what I mean? Nickelodeon Awards. Yeah, Nickelodeon Awards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever. Shoo shoo bubblegum stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even though we get down to like the the AFTRA, SAG AFTRA Awards, the SAG Awards are voted on by union members only. So we all get screeners of all the stuff and then we get to cast our votes and it's strictly union members voting for union members. Do you think they should have? Uh, like it, it weighted a percentage because I can see how some of the writers deserve a vote. If you're covering the game as long as some of these people are, yeah, it, I I see how they have knowledge of the game, yeah, and they're following them. They have some say so. I don't like the ones that hold grudges and they make it. The writers are doing more fan voting yeah. than they are actually open minded about voting people in. I don't like it when they do that. So maybe they say. The Hall of Famers have they vote and their vote counts for fifty percent. Yeah, the the writers count for twenty five or thirty percent. I yeah. mean, and then I don't know because right now it's all writers, and I just yeah. see that there's something wrong with that. Yeah, it's one hundred percent wrong because is this Hall of Fame just for the writers' enjoyment to say I voted him in? Because that all is that all it is because. If you really think about it, if that's the only people that are voting for it, then what does it matter who's in there? Because if it just means that I have to be liked by the writers, then the Hall of Fame is worth nothing. Because all you're doing is saying that you're getting into some club because some other people liked you, and that's all it is. But we can invent a new club anytime we want and vote people into something and say this is only voted by the players. Players can come up with their own, their own system and call it you know, the, 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 the players' elite where, you know, we all voted for the Players Elite Award and you're in there. You know what I mean? Who's to keep us from doing that? I agree with that. It would mean more to get voted in by the players that have played the game and your peers and the people that have paved the way for the game. Do you get it in? 
Well, you know the money machine, that's the NFL, and they got so much invested in them gold jackets and the whole weekend that goes around, around the Hall of Fame game and enshrining them into Canton. Oh, yeah. Like, well, they have the SBs. Yeah. So that, saying, something like the SBs where, you know, whoever votes for that, I don't even know, but I'm saying if you add another thing, like the SAG Awards came around, you know, they had the Oscars forever, and now they have the SAG Awards. We're like, you know what, we're going to screw this. We are going to vote for each other and set up all this ourselves. And then now it's grown to something so huge. You know what I mean? It's just adding to the value of what we're watching already. And the writers want to keep their little Hall of Fame votes or whatever. Okay, cool. We got our stuff too now. So, KO believes in segregation. And in this particular case... I believe in Jim Crow. (laughs) Separate but equal. There it is. is. (laughs) No, separate but more. Because I think it means more to the players... It means more to me to have Ray Lewis come to tell me, you know what, you, you, I'm proud of what you've done as, as a football player. Like You're not doing the, the prettiest of jobs, but you're doing that dirty work that gets you here anyway. Because I remember I was talking to Ray when we was at the Pro Bowl when I did the interview with him, messing around and stuff, and he's always said that. He's like, you do things that I would not see myself doing. And that's huge because if it means we're going to win the game and I win the Super Bowl and i got to go cover a kick, I'll cover a kick. But every other game like that, day in and day out, doing all that extra work, getting into the early ups and meetings to do all that, nah. For the birds, and he even said it himself. I don't understand why they don't have special teams as a category in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Get that HOF award. Yeah, it's Cali KO brought to you by Acre. So, uh, what else is going on in your life? Uh, I got darker this week. You know, yeah. I've been working on my tan, and uh, it's actually improving, man. My skin has actually got a nice black and golden luster. You ain't black and gold. You just black. You so black. You like purple. You're starting to turn purple. Man, I'm so black. I'm so black. You can see the stars reflecting <laughs> off me at night. <laughs>